Welcome to Modern Family Matters, a podcast devoted to exploring family law topics that matter most to you, covering a wide range of legal, personal, and family law matters with expert analysis from skilled attorneys and professional guests. We hope that our podcast provides answers, clarity, and guidance towards a better tomorrow for you and your family. Here's your host, Steve Altitian. Hi, I'm Steve Altitian, Director of Client Partnerships here at Pacific Cascade Legal. And today we have our founding attorney, Lewis Landerholm, with us to talk about why we withdraw as attorney at the end of your case. Lewis, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well today. We got sun. Yes. I want to start with a simple or maybe not so simple question. When exactly does a case end? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess there's some more uh, complicating uh, issues surrounding the ending of a case. But I mean, let's sort of just talk through a normal case. Normal case goes in front of a judge or maybe doesn't go in front of a judge. But we put the judgment together. The parties sign the judgment and then it goes into the court. The court then would sign it. And then at that point, the judgment is entered. And as far as the legal process is concerned, the case would be done. Now, keep in mind that if trial happens, um, we have 28 days to enter the judgment and sometimes it can take longer and sometimes you can have hearings surrounding the judgment. So that part by itself can take a month or two. But then once the judgment is signed and entered, then the the court part of the procedure is done and and finished. Um, and so then, you know, the divorce or whatever case uh, would be finalized at that point. And is that typically then when you would withdraw from the case as the attorney of record? Typically, yes. Um, we also give our clients uh, a choice in the matter um, as far as if they want us to withdraw at that moment. The you know there's specific reasons to withdraw or not to withdraw. One of the main reasons why uh, we want we think clients want us to withdraw is so that we can't be served on their behalf. So as if we're still attorneys of record in the case, then any modification in the future, any you know action in the future, even if it's you know, four or five years down the road, we could still be potentially served, which then, you know, if we can't find our client or if there's some extra ordinary type circumstances, that can be problematic. And so, especially depending on where people have moved and all of that. So, you know, while sometimes our clients choose, they want us to be able to be served. So that way um, they don't have to, you know, They don't have to worry that they won't get served themselves, but that's sort of a personal decision that our clients make. And we talk to them, you know, at the end of, of, you know, the, the advantages and disadvantages, but most of the time it's more advantageous to have us withdraw and not be, not remain attorneys of record. That makes sense because it would seem that if they don't know something's happened, they're not going to be able to, you know, defend against it. They have to at least know it's happening. Yeah. I mean, the other advantage is at least we would know it's happening. So then we can at least, you know, run some points. So sometimes, sometimes it does make sense to stay on a case, but, um, you know, it's not a one size fits all approach, but for the vast majority of people, we do end up withdrawing. And that's, you know, that 
takes over the next couple of months after a case is done, getting the file all archived, getting all of the documents back to clients. And so there's a wrap up process that occurs um, once the uh, once the case is, is technically finalized in the court process. That kind of leads to the question that I get a lot uh, from people who who see that my attorney is withdrawing and it doesn't mean they don't you don't want to represent them in the future. It, it's really, like you said, just to protect you and them. And that kind of leads to, you know, what happens after you withdraw? What what sort of is the, the process that goes on after you withdraw? The, the withdrawal is just a formal process with the courts that just tells them that we're no longer uh, attorney of record for that specific case. I mean, we have clients who remain clients for years you know, when we're not attorneys of record. We have clients who have been clients for years that we were never attorney of record for. So just because we're withdrawing from the case doesn't mean that we're no longer the client's attorney. We're still providing advice. We're still potentially doing work on a case. It just may not have anything to do with the actual court process. And so it's just finalizing the court process and just sort of tying that bow so that way the court understands that they're not coming to us anymore for, uh, you know, for notices for anything that's going on in the case. We're, uh, we're working directly, you know, with the client behind the scenes and then other notices can go directly to the client as well. If you do close out and withdraw, are there there's stuff that happens. I mean, what happens to their, if they've got documents with you, um, your file, what do you do with your file? Yeah. So typically um, we, we have to archive our file for 10 years. And so we go through an archival process um, at the, at the actual end of a case to make sure that um, all the documents are, um, you know, are kept in the, you know, on our electronically and we keep everything electronically um, and so that we can maintain that record. As far as physical documents, um, it gets a little technical, but most physical documents are not required to be kept. We send back all original documents to a client because, you know, clients want their original documents. Um, because we only have to keep original documents. Anything that is a copy, anything that we have scanned, you know, we typically can just, you know, discard those and shred those. So that way um, we maintain the electronic file, but we don't maintain a physical copy uh, for the 10-year process. So if something does come up a year from now, four years from now, you'll be able to just get up and started right away. It's not as if they have to start the whole process again from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, we have everything. Everything that happened in the first case, we have all the communication, we have all the notes, we have all the pleadings, we have everything in the file. So the file still exists. We have the file, like I said, maintained for 10 years. And so, you know, we we can find anything that's, uh, you know, that's necessary in the event, in the event of a modification, in the event of, you know, a new issue that comes up. Um, we, you know, we represent a number of clients uh, multiple times in uh, over the course of the years. So what happens or what do you advise a client when the case is over? You know, after you have withdrawn, what do you advise them to do? Because obviously they need to be somewhat aware that something might happen. Yeah, I mean, as far depending on the case, you know, a lot of times it's case dependent, but especially with like uh, divorces, a lot of times it's talking about um, 
getting their estate planning redone because the the divorce by itself will um, terminate any heirs, any sort of beneficiaries within within an old uh, will. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of advice surrounding the estate planning portion of things. Uh, a lot of advice on what to do if something happens, and you know, the your ex files to modify for anything, for support, for parenting time, for custody, or what have you, and also just the practical application of. Whatever else comes up, a lot of times people are, you know, moving households or they're doing this or that. And, you know, we, we point a lot of them to you, obviously, Steve, because you help with getting referrals for, you know, for things that are outside of the legal scope where we can help, help clients, um, you know, get realtors or get, you know, uh, movers or get whatever it may be so that uh, they can start to transition into their, you know, sort of new household and new life. So I guess it's fair to say, that again, the fear of having you withdraw is really there isn't a need for it. It isn't really fact-based because you're always there. We're always there and ready. We're just not having to keep well, keep a file open. I mean, I imagine that that if someone says, "Okay, I'd like you to you know be my client and still you know." be uh, the person who gets served and all that, that you know, there's a, there is a, there is a cost involved in keeping a file open. I mean, just from the standpoint that they're, you know, maybe at the beginning over the course of the years, you know, there's less of a, you know, there's not a lot of management that has to happen, obviously, but it does allow for, you know, if we get served, you know, something, then we would bill for that. The other component of if we withdraw, you know, it doesn't mean that we're still not billing for, you know, for work that is being done. You know, if people are calling to ask questions, because we're still doing, you know, sort of case wrap up and, and tidying things up. And there's always questions that, that come up. And it doesn't mean that we don't want to work for our clients at all. We want to continue the relationship. We also, you know, know that clients want to move on and want to be able to, you know, stop talking to their attorneys at times as well. So we don't, you know, force the issue. We want to be available uh, when needed, but uh, not necessarily continue to manage a case when things are wrapped up and, and everything's been, you know, archived and files taken care of the way they need to. A little bit. Final, just kind of final word. Is there any anything you would like to say or think someone would like to hear that they should just keep in their head when they see the filing come through that you know, we have withdrawn, we have withdrawn from that case? Just something to keep in their head to remember. Well, I mean, the easiest thing is if they, if you have questions, just reach out. Um, that's the that's always the easiest way to uh, uh, you know to operate. As far as the withdrawal itself, it's just. Again, remember, this is something that the court needs us to do or, you know, that, that's helpful in the court process. So that way we're not just sitting there as a, uh, as, as attorneys of record. You know, there can be situations where the, the state is moving for a, a modification of, uh, of child support and they have to reach out and make sure that the attorney of record is either actually the attorney of record or no longer the attorney of record. And so administratively, it just cleans things up and it just, gives everybody the information that as to related to this case in the court record, they don't have to reach out to us as their attorney directly. They can reach out directly to the client and therefore client has the ability to decide what they want to do at that point. 
I love it. Well, thanks, Lois, for sitting down today to talk with us about this. It's something that is kind of a mysterious thing going on. People don't really understand what that means. And by kind of talking about what it really means and, and the, the process of it, I think that's incredibly valuable information for people to have and understand. So thanks for joining us again today. Yeah, happy to do it. Thanks a lot, Steve. I love it. And everyone else, thank you for joining. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, be well. And remember, if you have any questions about any of this, you can contact us and we will get you connected with one of our attorneys. So until next time, be well. This has been Modern Family Matters, a legal podcast focusing on providing real answers and direction for individuals and families. Our podcast is sponsored by Landerholm Family Law and Pacific Cascade Family Law serving families in Oregon and Washington. If you are in need of legal counsel or have additional questions about a family law matter important to you, please visit our websites at landerhomelaw.com or pacificcascadefamilylaw.com. You can also call our headquarters at 503-227-0200 to schedule a case evaluation with one of our seasoned attorneys. Modern Family Matters advocating for your better tomorrow and offering legal solutions important to the modern family.